0: of the steel guitar podcast your boy cole i apologize about the cast going up on saturday because i have been kind of sick so it's been kind of rough trying to record plus trying to you know listen to music trying to get a good interpretation on music she's a different thing so it's not the same thing over and over i've been working on a discography deep dive of another person and those take time and sometimes i just i mean you don't feel like you want to listen to music and, Especially the same artists over and over. So, I got to the point where I was like, oh man, I really, I I really don't... And then, this idea came up to me, and I was sitting there, and I've always asked everybody that's been on the podcast, is what is country music to you? Define country music. And everybody's definition is different, because everybody's opinion is different. However, the dictionary, the almighty book of the words that have the meaning, the dictionary says that country music is music that's derived from or imitating or framing the folk style of the southern U.S. and or the western cowboy culture, especially popularizing the narrative, vocal narrative music characterized by simple harmonies accompanied by string instruments such as the guitar, the fiddle, the banjo, and the pedal steel, a repeating chorus, and of course a narrative, an actual uh, story in the song. So, there are a lot of people that are like, this is country music, this isn't country music, and everybody's opinions in the matter, and I respect everybody's opinion. That's, uh, I mean, an opinion's what it is, it's an opinion, it's not necessarily fact. However, my opinion and other opinions are, there are country stuff, that, there's country stuff that comes out that is true country music, and then there's stuff that's not. And I've always talked about Neo-Traditional, Neo-Traditional. Well, Neo-Traditional was not the only style. However, I view Neo-Traditional a little bit different. A lot of people say Neo-Traditional is like, if you're looking at the actual definition of country music, it is like newer, older, classic country music. So, like, if someone sounds like George Jones today, that's Neo-Traditional. But... People like Cody Jinks may not be considered neo-traditional artists. They may be considered a different subgenre. But the way that I've always viewed it is like neo-traditional is like, honestly, that is country music. That is what we call, instead of just saying country, not country, it would be like neo-traditional and not country. However, forget to the specific of subgenres, it gets kind of confusing, especially for people that's not necessarily listened to country music, or likes country music, but have an idea on what subgenres are good, what subgenres are bad, and of course you have to make that own evaluation for yourself. However, I'm going to give you the Cole's Guide of Subgenres, and my opinion of those subgenres, and uh, we're going to talk about different artists and how they fit into the whole picture, I guess the picture book of country music and the ones that are left out. So, I think that I will start country music with the, the one and only classical country music. And classic country music is a wide umbrella from the beginning of country music to now. By now, I mean like the 80s and the 90s. That is what's considered classics. It's kind of like when you have a car. And... You get your car, say you get your car back in 1986, state-of-the-art, brand new, right off the press. Now you have a car that's from 1986, it's like, okay, that's an older car, and then you go a couple more years, say 20, 30 more years down the road, that is a antique, almost, a vintage car. It seems like it appreciates in value, and that's what country music does, um... Now, that becomes the complication with things is because, like, popular country music that is classical these days, so, like, you know, songs like uh, Country Girl, Shake It For Me, that was really popular. In 30 years down the road, would that be considered classic country? I don't know. I don't know if they're just going to cut off the line or not because, you know, back in the... 1970s, the 50s were classic, and the 70s were like the music that's coming off Music Row, or you know whatever scene, and it become popular. So <clears throat> I'm already losing my voice. Um, that classic country, I would say, is like if we're talking about what is country, that is probably the number one. That is your baseline. If you listen to old traditional country music, the style. The fiddles, the banjos, and everything that's going on. And you're listening to people like George Strait, Alan Jackson, um, Waylon, Merle, Johnny, Chris Kristofferson Ernest Tubb, Hank Williams Sr. People like that. That is country music 100%. So. Next, we're going to get into the neo-traditional. So these are uh, styled after those classic country. Those people that are currently doing country music that sound more traditional style. And I guess my main thing with this is I've always considered anybody that sounds traditional in regards to, like, the narrative, which I feel like is a really important part in country music, the narrative is, I think that this is like classic country and traditional are like the one and two punch. Of what is country to me. And I say neo-traditional being the fact of that a lot of people could be under this neo-traditional blanket. However, I don't really necessarily think that much anymore because um, after really sitting down and thinking about this, and am absolutely just sitting here wondering, you know, I may have been misspeaking this whole entire time. But in my opinion, like classic and neo-traditional are... Country music, and I've been using that neo-traditional. However, there's so many subgenres that you may steam over, and you may not talk about. And I feel like it's my responsibility to talk about that. So that's what we're going to do today, and we're going to brush up, and we're going to learn about this together. Um, we're going to learn the different subgenres and stuff, and talk about it, and give examples and then talk about artists that may not necessarily fit in any of these subgenres, and that's perfectly fine so we're gonna start with i would say number three i'm not rating these in a specific style these are just like you know this is just how i think of country music texas country is like i mean everybody knows the great texas like everybody knows about you know Rodeos and stuff like that, especially when you got shows like Yellowstone, which isn't specifically in Texas necessarily, but the whole Western culture, Texas seems to be just like that catch all, right? As being like the traditional Western style of country music. And Texas country, there's a lot of big artists, and um, Cody Johnson's probably the one that most people know these days. It's really started to get their foot in the door when it comes to the mainstream, which is really cool to see. Because Texas country is not necessarily like an indie country. It's very much a mainstream avenue of country music. However, it's not one of those huge scenes like What's played on the radio is just it's hit or miss because you have to look at like different radio stations. Especially if you uh, listen to Citrus X M and you want to listen to a traditional style, you're not going to hear, you know, these other subgenres that I will tell you that I think that kind of fail to meet that Southern traditional style country music right. So Texas country, I mean, it's just kind of got like the rodeo feel to it. Like, you're going to be doing waltzes, you're going to be square dancing, you're going to be doing, you know, your traditional rodeo stuff, uh, square dancing stuff with this music. And I definitely consider Texas to be country. There's no debating that. The only gray area is, if someone's from Texas, does that mean that they are Texas country? And I would say no, because they have to fit in that specific style of sounding like it belongs in the dance halls, like it belongs in a honky-tonk in Texas. Uh, If someone's born in Texas, that doesn't classify them as Texas country. However, it may be that they fit into the Red Dirt country music scene. And Red Dirt is essentially, I mean, this is stuff that's not released. This is independent artists. You always hear about people talking about how they're independent. They have their own record label. They have their own style. They have their own, they do whatever they want to. That is Red Dirt, and people like the Turnpike Troubadours, Cody Jinks, Ward Davis, people like that that are out there doing their own, and I mean, I could give you the long list, and I would say this scene is probably the one that I support the most. If I'm truly looking at country music and listening to country music, this is the stuff that I talk about all the time, about Cody Jinks and Ward and people like that, is those Red Dirt. And the Red Dirt, I would say, is more of that third. So you got Classic, you got Neo, and then you got Red Dirt. Those three are subgenres of country music that I would say that bulks up most of my country music that I listen to specifically. That doesn't mean that the other ones that I'm going to talk about here in a second are not. But this is just where I'm at, so... We got four done, and there's four more. So everybody's heard of bluegrass, and bluegrass is really old school. This may not even have a narrative behind it sometimes. It may just be instrumental, especially a lot of stringed instruments like the banjo and the fiddle and stuff. And I think bluegrass has a a great place in country music because it's one of those placeholder genres. Without bluegrass, there's no telling what we would have ended up with today. It's like the origin story of classic country music. If classic country is what we build country music on, then bluegrass is the roots that the tree sprouted out of. Um, Bluegrass is very much what it is, it's to the roots. Uh, This is, you know, you go to the McDonald's down the road back in, you know, what, the 50s and the 60s, and even back in the 2000s when I was little, they would have a bluegrass night every Friday. I know this sounds so dumb. like six or seven they would have a live band playing banjos and doing that kind of country music at a mcdonald's i mean that's pretty southern but i don't know it's just one of those things where i'm not necessarily one that likes to go sit and listen to bluegrass all the time i think it has its place but i don't think that it's necessarily one of those genres that i would flock to and talk about and tell you how much I like it and stuff. I think it definitely has its uh, it's definitely got its place. And people like Billy Strings that really do a great job with it today. So. Then we have Appalachian. So this is like the whole Appalachian trail music. So this is like mountain folk Native Americans. It has just a whole different style to it. And you could cut I guess country music geographically, if you would like. But, there's just certain regions that have kind of produced their own sound. Their own style. Their own narratives. Their own musical melodies. Their own unique rhythms. And, that's just kind of how the subgenres come in. And, when you're talking about country music a lot of people would be like, well, that's country. And when you just throw country in the name, that doesn't necessarily mean it's country music. But Appalachian or Appalachian, a lot of people call it Appalachian, app music is very much traditional mountain folk music for people that grew up in the mountains, not necessarily having a lot. And music might be one of those few things they had in their lives in abundance. So it's a really cool subgenre. Uh, people like Tyler Childress, of course, being one of the bigger artists. Uh, I would guess most people would classify Oliver Anthony as one of those individuals that had that sound. Then you have Americana. And Americana is almost like a catch-all genre. You have elements of bluegrass. you got elements of gospel. you got elements of, well, obviously country music, western country music, blues, R&B almost, there's just a whole bunch of elements, and it's just really a genre where it talks about being an American, what you believe as being an American, a lot of bands end up sounding like Westwike, you know, and like, someone like, I feel kind of weird saying this because I have a point on him, so I'm gonna wait, um, no, we'll go ahead because we've already covered most of it, Culture Wall, right? Culture Wall is from the plains of Canada. However, a lot of people consider him Americana in red dirt. And I mean honestly, if you really think about it, yeah, he could be because Americana is North America. And if I mean Canada is part of North America. I know that may be a shocker to some. Same thing with Mexico. If you had like southern country music that had like a Mexico feel to it, that would be Americana, in my opinion. If we're looking by base by definition, South America would fit into that too, and that opens a whole different can of worms. So I think Culture Wall is very much Americana and he is also red dirt because he is doing under his own label, his own style, not through music row and uh not through music row and he does a great job with it. So I've had people ask me if I believe that culture wall is country music, and I'm like, yes, absolutely. But I feel like that would be a good definition to sit down and give. And then the last two subgenres that I have to talk about here that I believe that are country music are, Southern rock, which has the delegation of having alt-rock in it. And by alt-rock, I mean alt-country rock. So Southern rock, I 100% believe that it is country music, because you still have those elements of the stringed instruments, it's just there's rock and roll elements added to it, and if you're really looking at it from the whole grand picture of everything, there was rock and roll elements in country music in the West Coast, with that uh, sound of the Bakersfield, that. You can't be ignored. So I would say that Southern rock absolutely has a place in country music. So people like Leonard Scanner, the Stillwoods, and then other bands, they have a place in country music. And then, of course, like a softer rock country music also would have a place by definition there. So that is the subgenres that I would classify if we're looking at it from the country music definition from the Webster Dictionary. That is country music. Now we're going to get to the elements of what isn't, in my opinion, country music. So first we have bro country. And bro country is the country music that was popular in like the 2010s. Thankfully it's stopping to be as popular as it is. Um, This of course would be talking about just a whole bunch of partying. Like partying a lot of hookups and being, you know, in, like, the southern area. Like, I'm just kind of like, if. I guess the way that I view it is I picture, like, your southern person that went to college that becomes a frat boy, and he's singing songs about, like, his college days. That's what bro country is to me. And, like... We look back at some of our college days and what we did in our college days. They are extremely cringy. That is bro country. Pop country is the next element. And pop country is one of those where it has like the southern ideals. But it's behind a pop track. So I guess by definition if you want to look at it from the definition of country music. When I think of... Pop country, the word pop is in front of country. It's not country pop, it's pop country. Because pop is the primary element in it. The country is taken away. It may still have that narrative behind it, but it loses a lot of its speciality in the country genre. So that's kind of why I've always considered pop country, not country music in my opinion. So pop country is one of those subgenres that I don't listen to specifically. Boyfriend country. This is kind of what comes out like these days. It's just this got almost like a pop country beat with a little bit of bro country in it. However, it's more of instead of like just the hookups. This is talking about like how much you love your significant other, and love's always been an important part in country music. But this boyfriend country is just definitely listen to the radio and. Listen to the love songs, and if it's just like this slow, smooth, R&B, style-esque, soulful song about love, that's more of the boyfriend country. And that one really toes the line. That would be kind of like, if there's one right there on the edge, in my opinion, that would be the one that's closest to being more country music than not. Then you have country trap music, which... I do not like trap music. it's not my thing. People love it. That's cool. You like country trap? That's cool. Everybody's entitled to their opinion. I just can't get into it. And I, I can't even like I can't even tell you if I've ever heard a country trap song necessarily. But it's one of those it's one of those genres where I just specifically don't listen to it and it's not one of those ones, and I'm like, I'm going to flock to this. And then you have country rap. So this is like Colt, 45, you know, that's uh, Colt Ford being an artist. Uh, I guess Struggle Jennings would be an artist that you could consider country rap. Um, and, and of course, at that time, with him and Jelly Roll at the same time, so you consider Jelly Roll at the time being that. So country rap's not one that I really go and listen to. I like my genres. I'm I'm like weird. You know that one guy, you know that one dude that has their plate and they don't mind if certain elements touch each other, right? You all right, I'm gonna build my country plate here. Say I have a hamburger steak, right? I'm I'm using my real southern accent, my one hundred percent authentic southern accent here. And then you got your mashed taters, you got your mac and cheese. And then you got, you know, your bread. I don't care if my mac and cheese and my taters touch. That's fine. But I'm one of those people that only eat one at a time. So if my mac and cheese and my taters touch and I'm eating them together, that's fine. But if they're not touching, I don't want to eat them together. I'm kind of the same way with my genres. So that is all the genres, the subgenres. But now we have this whole complication of like, well, where do artists fit in these genres? Like, people like Chris Stapleton, um, you could consider him kind of boyfriend country, but he also has that, uh, like, neo-traditional, like, roots and soul Americana value to it. And you're like, well, where does people fit? And that's kind of where the complication is, is when you start trying to fit people in specific genres, it becomes kind of complicated. And that's why I've always failed, I guess, same people that are neo-traditional, because not everybody's neo-traditional, not everybody sounds like George Jones, but that's why I've always said there's country and there's not country, like, everybody's opinion's different, there's people that say that George Strait destroyed the uh, country music industry, there's people that say that, uh, um, people like Waylon Jennings, Willie Nelson, and they destroyed country music, then you have people that say like Kenny Chesney, Alan Jackson, Garth Brooks destroyed country music. Then you got people that say Luke Bryan and uh, people like that destroyed country music. And everybody's opinion's different. I think if anything destroys country music, it is us as a population not being firm in what we enjoy. Like, And I'm not saying that you can't enjoy one way or another. That's like Ward Davis put out a Facebook post the other day and said that, like, people will talk crap about Morgan Wallen, but he's like, I actually like Morgan Wallen's music. And if Ward Davis likes Morgan Wallen's music, all power to him. It may not be something I specifically like to listen to, but I like a few songs every once in a while, but is it country music? That doesn't mean anything necessarily to some people. So... This whole thirty minutes has been sitting here kinda of explaining, you know, your subgenres, what is country music, what isn't country music, and I have this piece of paper that I wrote down everything on, right? It's got my subgenres, the definition, uh people like Culture Wall, and then you got people like Luke Holmes, Chris Stapleton, where they fit into different different genres, right? You have country music not country music, subgenres, what is Well, I spent this last 30 minutes talking about what I like. What I consider country music and what I don't consider country music. So, this is what I want you guys to do. I want you to listen to... Go to, like, Spotify. This is your homework. I know, I'm like a teacher. I got my suit and tie on. I was an English major, so I guess technically I could be a teacher if I wanted to be. But, I want you to... Take a few of these genres and go like search up a playlist on Spotify, YouTube, and this is kind of how this came up to me as I searched neo traditional up on YouTube, and a whole bunch of playlists came up. And then I looked at the playlist, and I'm like, well, some of these I wouldn't necessarily even consider these neo traditional by my definition. So listen to these and try to classify them yourself, because your opinions will ultimately matter.s if you enjoy something you think it's country music, that is fine. We can agree to disagree. This country is made on that principle of being able to compromise and have different opinions. And you like what you like. And I like what I like. And I hope you guys can respect what I like. And if you disagree, we can respectfully disagree. Like me and my boy Blake, we talk about country music all the time. And we'll be listening to his radio you know, sometimes and you would be like, I like this song, and I'll be like, yeah, I I like the premise of the song, but my my hang-ups are here, here, and here, and we'll actually sit there and talk about it in a nice discussion, doing pros and cons, and we can come to different opinions at the end of the day. And that is what I like about music, because music has different interpretations for everybody. So this piece of paper that I've sit here and explained to you guys for 30 minutes, this is what I'm doing with it right now. Yeah. I guess it really truly doesn't matter. However, I felt like giving insight about country music and talking about how I view it and the subgenres and stuff would give a little bit more of an interpretation when I'm talking about this music, especially if you're not from America, if you're from overseas for instance. That gives you more of a elemental geographical subgenre and like I said, my two are this is country music and this isn't country music, and I will base it upon, you know, other songs, other elements of different genres, and talking about stuff like that. My podcast, when I first created it, and I won't try to get on too big of a tangent here, is I very much was upset at the way that country music from the mainstream was releasing so your bro country your pop country your boyfriend country that kind of stuff it really annoyed me and then I found these other artists that I really like and I want to share them because I know there's people out there that loved older style country music but I they swear they say I I hate what comes out now so I don't listen to country music and I'm like don't do that to yourself there's so many people Not just for your sake, but the artists' sake that put out really good music that is not promoted. And you just got to have to find them. Or look for media like Saving Country Music. There's one great website run by one of the greatest people out there that's true traditional in their values. And there's stuff that's out there that is releasing classical and... There's hybrid stuff that would fit country music way more than what's coming out on the radio. So, that's where my true origin story of this podcast started. And as I've, I've done more episodes, and I've done more talking with other individuals, I feel like my viewpoint of country music has grown a little bit. I'm still not, you know going to gladly invite bro country and pop country, but I can understand where someone may find the newer style of country music in their life, especially where they are in life. Uh, Someone's growing up, and they're out there at the Southern Colleges being a frat boy or whatever. That fits well into their lifestyle, so they can relate to that music. So, I guess... Just sitting here, I know this seems like an episode where you're like, why did you sit here and explain all that? Then you just crinkled your paper and throw it in the floor. Well, that crinkling of the paper is not me bending my values. I still believe what I believe. However, that is what my opinion is to you, right? And I do not want you guys to sit here and make your own evaluations, based upon what just my opinion is, I want you to listen to the music, because that is my true root, is I don't care what you think about my opinion, I just want you to listen to the music that I feel like you have a great chance of relating to and having you know, a good time with. And I think that's having that relatability of your life, and I feel like that's the true meaning of the podcast, is finding those songs about you, the songs about me that Trace Atkins once sung about, that influence you that have an impact on your life and help you for the better or you know through the worse, and that's what country music is to me on this podcast so all right i'm gonna hang her up right there gonna throw the metaphorical cowboy hat on the uh the rack here and we're gonna sign off for the day thank you guys so much for listening as always Everything's in the description. You got the the podcast links. You got the merch links. You got everything. I appreciate your support every single week. The podcast just got, the first episode ever got to 100 listens, which is just kind of a, if we're sitting here talking about, like, the way that I viewed this podcast, I never thought that this was going to become big real quick. And that's not my goal. My goal was just to talk about music that really impacted me, like I just said, and uh, help people turn towards that music. And if you're losing faith in that specific genre of music, then maybe turn to country music or turn to back to country music, whatever you are in life, and it's just been a really good ride having a hundred ep- or hundreds of listens on the first episode and of course having a thousand listens over the 35 episodes that i've put out um that means let's do math here means we have about 30 listens every episode which is <clears throat> crazy to think that there's 30 individuals out there that would want to listen to me every week which isn't true like necessarily just number wise um listen to me just ramble about country music It's really cool to me and it really means a lot that you guys take 30 40 an hour whatever it takes out of your life to uh, listen to me talk about country music and uh just support me and i honestly don't know the words that i could choose to uh reflect how much it means to me so thank you guys so much i'm gonna try not to cry over here I don't know if it's just because I'm sick and it sounds like I'm going to cry or if I'm starting to well up a little bit tears, but we're going to sign off really quick before we start letting the river flow. So thank you guys so much for listening. Of course, I hope that I'll be able to get on a more stable uh, recording sessions and stuff and uh, get things squared away. And I appreciate everybody. Of course, take care of yourselves and keep country music alive, baby. Adios, or and goodbye.